hearing stories of how people broke into the advertising industry often sounds like they pulled off a grand heist. On this episode, I interviewed David Byrne, CEO and founder of Adpulp Publication. Adpulp is an advertising publication created by advertisers for advertisers. I invited him after I heard him speak with Rob Schwartz, CEO of TBWA Shiat Day, New York, on their Disruptor Series podcast. But more specifically, Adpulp is an amazing environment to enhance your advertising eye to see what makes great content. So to all students and recent grads with a passion and skill for writing, David has started a new initiative where he is looking to pay students to write articles on Adpulp. This initiative is called the Emerging Voices Project. This is a great episode if you're aspiring to be a copywriter because David offered years of insight and knowledge that's immensely valuable to any level advertiser. As usual, this is the Breaking and Entering Podcast, and I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberg. All right, David, thank you so much for being on the Breaking and Entering Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It sounds criminal. It is, and I always say when you hear stories of people that break in the advertising world, those stories often sound like they pulled off a grand heist. (laughs) It's a difficult industry to break into. And just the fact that we use that language break into it's, it's as if it's a safe instead of a a career. Yes. Yeah. And that's why we're here to share schemes and stories of people that are successfully got away with their heist. Um, And your story is especially interesting because you are, a copywriter, your creative director, and you're also the CEO and founder of Adpulp, the trade publication. Yes, I am. Thank you for pointing all that out. Um, they're all they're all uh, interrelated. the The website is a bit of a service to the ad industry. It, it, it began uh, in 2004 with different intentions. That was when blogs were were a thing. Uh, you know, I, I think today that 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 day has has come and gone. Um, so over over the years, we started to develop um, a richer uh, and more in depth approach to what we're covering and what we're doing on the site. So today, it's really about uh, advertising news and know how, um, and the know how part is really key because there's a lot of horrible advertising everywhere we look. And so what do people think about advertising? When you tell them that you study advertising and that you want to go into advertising, what, what do you hear? When I, when I hear people that are going into advertising? What do people say to you? Um, do they, are they happy for you? Or? No, they're, they're not. I mean, I think when I initially started telling people about my journey into advertising, they go, well, good luck. That was kind of like the initial knee-jerk reaction. And then as I went more in depth and say how I was more passionate about it, I'm more involved, they're saying, okay, you might have a shot. But really, it's advertising is competitive. Um, it's, you have to be, it's kind of brutal. You can get knocked down in it. And um, a lot of the times they say people don't really last in it. So those are all the things I've got. Sounds like football. 
Yeah. Um, so. That's, I think, and that's why it's so interesting because that's from the people on the outside perspective. And why I like Adpulp is because it's by advertising people for advertising people. Um, for where, sure. Whereas your ad week and your ad age are also influenced by journalists that have that different perspective that are not in the arena per se. Yes. And what I was, what I was kind of hinting at was the quality of advertising is so low that when, when people find out that I work in advertising, there's a bit of reservation in when I'm meeting somebody new because, because their concept of what advertising is, is the stuff that they see all day. It's the garbage. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what we're interested in making. <laughs> we're interested in making in making something really uh, smart and and possibly beautiful that could last a long time and, and also at the same time create immense value for our clients. You know, the kind of things that we create can when they're you know, this proper time and setting when things go right, it can really lift a company up. Um, that's a powerful thing. And so, so, you know, how do you explain that to somebody at a cocktail party or at a bar that you're in advertising? All they hear is that you make crap. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's also interesting that, you know, tapping into the culture that is today, we kind of have to have our ear to the ground all the time, understanding what's going on and how we want to make our case to the world. Because we're working in media and in popular culture. So, so advertising is for brands, but we have to compete with all content that yep. exists because that's, that's where the consumer's brain is they're like you know looking at the new york times at one one point then they're over at youtube looking at some video and how are you going to fit your ad message into that kind of competitive environment very very difficult thing to do so so the difficulty the level the degree of difficulty is super high when you want to make high quality ads i think that's what people are attracted to yeah and when you Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's an entertaining major that interestingly enough, um, at my school at the University of Illinois, a third of the ad majors uh, transfer in. So it's not it's one of those exploration majors that you you hear about when you're undecided and you transfer into. So there's not a lot of knowledge going into college about the major, but people kind of fall into it. Yes. And then and then once you graduate and go join the industry, you're actually going to start learning. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, I think somebody said you learn more the first year of your job than the first four from than the first four years of college. Sure. Yeah. I'm, just for the record, I'm a huge advocate of education. Um, but in this particular case, your education is a base it's 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 a starting place, and until you start actually working with practitioners, uh, the actual how do I do this part it, it doesn't become clear. It, it's hard to simulate, you know, the real client experience because I'm involved in an organization where we work with local um, businesses 
and we're like a, a little student agency. And a lot of schools have this. I've noticed most people I talk to have been involved in something like this, but there's nothing as large scale as working for a global account that you just can't simulate in the classroom or on campus. So you kind of have to. Correct. And, and you can't really simulate as a student what a client might actually say or do. <laughs> because well, yeah. you, you said the word brutal, which reminded me of football, but um, we get thrown to the mat. Um, you know, our ideas are challenged would be a nice way of putting it. Um, their uh, shadow upon would be, you know, a, a more real way. And I think what, what, happens a lot is people spend weeks, months on things and the client may or may not realize all that's going on and to get to this meeting and then it's the client may be dismissive. Your, your thick skin, your ability to survive harsh criticism uh, is, is basically everything because if you don't have that, you're going to wither. Like a I think that's isn't that especially important for copywriters or, or people going on the creative track? It is. And, and the other thing is, is that we start by being defensive, typically. Yeah, we'll get the criticism and then we'll say to ourselves, even if we don't say it aloud, that's I don't know about that. You know that I don't know about that criticism. I think it, I think it's better than that. <laughs> and what we have to learn in the business is no, no. I, I have a deep reservoir of ideas. So when my boss or my colleague or my client is doesn't like it or is killing it or whatever they're doing, um, I might be upset, but I'm going to quickly get over it because I know I have another one. That, like that's the mark of a professional. I know I have something as good as that. Even though I worked hard to get it to this yeah. place and I'm disappointed, I'm going to do it again and again and again and again because that's get right back up. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So you obviously have a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience in this field. Um, a lot of my guests are one to two years out of college. So this is a little bit different format okay. for me. So I'm excited to have you. Um, I would love to hear about how you broke into advertising because as I remember hearing that it wasn't the traditional route, you didn't start right out of college you kind of found your way into it? Great question. It's, it's, it was a long and winding road uh, to get there. I, I actually started technically in Salt Lake City um, at, a, at a B2B high-tech ad agency, but it took about two years for me to get that job. <laughs> and that, <clears throat> excuse me, that journey started in Portland, Oregon, and I was in my late 20s. I'd already worked in Washington, D.C. I'd already worked in San Francisco. And I really, I knew I wanted to be a writer, but I didn't know how. And, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a problem that a lot of writers face is, okay, I have this skill, I have this talent. How do I apply it and make a living? And so I was up in Portland. I was in my late 20s looking for that answer. So that's, that's, that happened. And then what happened was strangely and kind of magically this, this big article, a feature article appeared in the Oregonian one day. And it, the article was all about this woman, Janet Chan. And she was the copywriter at Wyden and Kennedy working on Nike women's line. 
And they showed some of her ads and they wrote this huge feature about who she is and how she worked and all this stuff. And I was totally captivated. I, I, I said to myself at that moment, I was 29. I said, oh my God, I see something I never saw before, which is you can be a real writer and work in advertising. She was writing basically corporate poetry for Nike. It was incredible. Um, so anyway, I reached out to her. She was the first person to, she was so kind. She, she got a hold of me right away, asked me to come down to Widen and Kennedy, meet with her, show me my book, show her my book, which I didn't have. I didn't have a book. I was like, oh, <clears throat> this is next week. <laughs> oh, um, so that was a, 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 a bit of a jolt. Um, but anyway, she was so kind and I, she spent an hour with me helping just to sort of guide me on some very basic uh, concepts about how to get going. And that's, that's how it started. I then asked all the other creative directors in Portland that, I, that would meet with me to look at my work. And so it was the, it was the school of hard knocks, um, literally, because, um, uh, you know, I would go meet with people. Many of them would say, oh, just, you have talent. Just keep at it. Perseverance is the key. That's what they would say. And then there was another group of people that would say, do you really want to know what's wrong with your book? And I would say, well, of course, yes, yes. And they would tell me really harsh things. <laughs> and it was it took me a while to hear it properly. And this gets into the thick skin and the learning to, to accept criticism for what it is. Um, it eventually led to me completely scrapping my first book. And, and so I had to put it all down, the whole thing, except for one campaign, a spec campaign. And then I rebuilt my book after some really harsh criticisms that had been going on for many months. And when I decided to do that and start over, um, that's when things changed. And I ended up in Salt Lake. Um, my book was funny and different than the books they were seeing in Salt Lake at the time. And a lot of people were excited uh, that I was coming by and I got a job and I took the job and it was a great place to start. And, and then the journey began and I, I've been off on that journey ever since. It's been about 24 years now. Nice. So the theme of your story is that perseverance, developing thick skin and realizing it's kind of corporate poetry. <laughs> um, in the most ideal sense, we're, uh, if we get the opportunity, we'll be able to write co corporate poetry. But let me explain that a little bit further. It, it doesn't mean flowery language. It, it means dense language. Okay. Because um, to take Nike as an example, Just Do It, which was written by Dan Wyden, the founder of Wyden and Kennedy, one of the greatest taglines of all time. And, and think of how short Just Do It is. He managed to pack an entire corporate culture and message into those little words. So, so here's a great example of what, what is copywriting worth? What, what is just do it worth to Nike? It, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars created by 
a very smart copywriter in Portland, Oregon. And that's, that's the ideal that we strive for and very few of us ever hit it. Yeah. And what I noticed about your story is that you didn't go down that traditional route. And a lot of students today are, especially copywriters, they think about, you know, undergraduate and then maybe going to a portfolio school. And that wasn't a part of your journey. So um, what are your thoughts on that portfolio school option for students out there that are listening to this? Well, that's a great question because um, when when this when my journey started and and I was in Portland, they, the, the message was move to Atlanta, go to Portfolio Center. Um, it's going <clears> to <throat> the message was it's going to take you two years to get the kind of book together that's going to impress us and get Dan Wyden to want to hire you. Um, you know, I was 29. I, I, I already had a, 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 a I, I had an English degree. I, I went to a good college. I had worked in DC and San Francisco. My point of view was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but the thing was, I didn't know how to make ads yet. And that's the bridge that you got to cross is okay well i i'm a, i'm a designer or i'm a writer or, or whatever um but what does that mean in the context of working in advertising because it's like making a film or making anything or making a poem you need to learn from the people who do it best right and you develop that experience um throughout your years um especially networking and you met what was the, her name again and, uh, Janet Champ at Wyden and Kennedy. Um, but let me just say that that as soon as I, after I met her and then met some other people, including the portfolio keepers at Wyden, they, you know, they wanted me to go to Portfolio Center. I didn't want to do it. The question was, should students go to Portfolio Center or another school like it? And it totally depends on your situation. But here's the thing that you have to learn, whether you do this or you don't do this, is that you, you, ad making is, is done by a team. It, it, you, you're not going to make these these ads by yourself. So if you're on your own and you're not in in a portfolio uh, school, where will you get the designer to collaborate with to to help you output these concepts that you have? Um, and and that's something that that I think a lot of people have a hard time with uh, a lot of young writers because they're like, well, look, I can show you my writing. And, and what the best agencies want to see, though, is, well, that's fantastic. And that's that's a great start. That's that's something we expect as a base. But now you have to show us that you can collaborate with an art director and make these ads. And until you learn that, how can we hire you? And so that's that's what those finishing schools are about. They're successful in, in, in helping people get the jobs that they want. And I've often thought, what if I had taken the advice? What if I'd gone to Portfolio Center? I applied, I got in, I just didn't go. And I may have gotten the fancy job that I've never had. I, I, I may be a famous ad person now that, I, that I'm not now um, and so on. But it's not, a, it's not a, a, a words of regret or caution. Everyone is gonna follow their own path. I'm happy with the path I've followed. I did it the hard way though. And I don't always recommend that's something I've done over the years. I'm going to do it the hard way, my way. <laughs> so I'm, I'm stubborn and obstinate, but there are easier ways. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I appreciate you sharing that because I'm not going down the creative or copywriting path, but a lot of my friends are, and they are, they are also figuring out their own path and their own um, break in to the industry. And it's tough right now, especially with today's climate, with the pandemic. But I want to kind of segue now into that you're offering opportunities for us, the students out there, um, out of college or recent grads, and, uh, and that's called the Emerging Voices Project off Adpulp. Yes, thank you for pointing to that. Um, the Emerging Voices Project is something I came up with a few months ago and um, sort of at the beginning of the COVID-19 uh, cautions and everything. And I've been thinking about this for a while, but um, one of the things that, that I'm trying to do is find, A, number one, find, and then B, pay, really important, writers to come and, and work with me uh, at Adpulp, uh, write articles for us, and get paid anywhere from $100 to $250 per feature article, which I'm paying for uh, with the help of patrons on Patreon and also uh, through uh, business level or corporate level support. So, so we just landed our first agency. Uh, Looney Advertising in New Jersey is going to um, sponsor some of these articles. So, so paying for high quality writing that can provide insights from people like yourself who are coming right out of college, um, possibly in grad school or possibly in a, a job, maybe a year or two. Um, so the next article is coming from a copywriter in Alabama. She's been in a job for two years. So she's sort of at the outer edge of uh, the more experienced person. Um, the first article that we put up was, was from, from a man in England and he had just graduated from college. So I am looking for, for journalists and people who studied marketing uh, or advertising or, or some form of, of media uh, literacy or criticism to say, well, I have some ideas for an article and I'd love to be published on adpulp.com. And yes, I also would love to be paid to write an article, something that we all, all the writers need is to get paid. You know, I remember when it happened for me, it's a bridge that you cross all of a sudden you're a professional writer who's been paid to write. That's a big step and I, I'm trying to provide it to new writers. And then as they, they write for us, the ad industry is who reads Adpulp. So it's a good thing for, for the emerging uh, student or graduate to say, well, let me get up there in front of uh, the Rob Schwartzes of the world and, and, and put my article in front of them. Um, so it, it, it's a win-win for all, for all. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I want to thank you on behalf of all students out there. Thank you for doing this and giving this opportunity, especially for the writers out there that want to get their voice out and they're not sure where to go. I'm, I'm really excited to share this with them because this is a fantastic opportunity. It, it, thank you uh, for saying that. And, and, and I, uh, I'm actually strangely excited by it all. <laughs> um, you know, I, I am now uh, in midlife. Um, I, I hope that's what this is. Um, and, what I can't do 
is bring forward your point of view or someone like you because you're 30 years younger than me. Um, so what I'd like to do for our readership is to help develop what the what the people uh, uh, who are your age are dealing with. Or, so you know, it could be like, well, how hard is it to get a job in this business? That's that's an article. Um, okay, I have a job. How hard is it to keep a job in this business or to get a better one? That's an article. There's so many things that we're going to try to write about. Um, so yeah, if you know some writers who 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 want to get a, uh, get in touch with me, um, you know, dburn at adpulp.com is my email. My last name is spelled B U R N. That's the Scotch spelling. Awesome. Now, did you want to touch upon your amazing workshop that most students, or all students, should probably participate in the future? <laughs> once, once. Uh, well, thank you. That, that you're referring to the Ad Legends workshop that I created last year in 2019. Um, it was created basically for agency and in-house teams. So. Uh, you did come to me and a professor from Toronto has now reached out and asked about this. So I'm now in the middle of trying to reshape it, um, make it uh, a one hour program instead of a three hour program, make it online instead of live. When I, when I go into the agency, it's a half day live session where the people in the room can talk about the ads that are shown and so it's a good discussion and yes you can do that on zoom or google hangout but it's not as, quite as fluid and as easy so i am working on bringing it to students but um to, to describe what it is uh i realized along with some of my peers in the industry that that we we don't all have a fundamental grounding uh, in the same things and when i say all i mean everyone in the business is working to make communications for our clients so so one uh example of this was i had a a friend uh who leads an agency say to me you know not everyone who works for me knows what 1984 means in an advertising context and so that's a famous commercial by apple the super bowl bowl commercial really kind of started the whole super bowl commercial phenomenon and it's it's a legendary ad and and it's something that we all know about but all of a sudden we there's this realization well no we don't because it happened a long time ago in 1984 <laughs> and and then there were things that happened in 1974 1964 1954 and so on that we need to know about today that are relevant right now um, here's a good example. Leo Burnett, one of my favorite all-time ad legends, created the Leo Burnett Company in Chicago in 1935. Now, let's go back in time because here we are in this downturn where we have 15% unemployment and growing. 1935 was the heart of the Great Depression. Uh, it may have been the absolute worst time to form an agency that anyone could have uh, thought about. And people told him not to do it. And, and people thought he was crazy. Um, but Leo Burnett, the company today is this global powerhouse. So, so look what happened, you know? And, and so that's a, that's a personal anecdote about Leo Burnett. 
that I do in the workshop. Um, but also we look at some of the work, the Jolly Green Giant. What is the Jolly Green Giant all about? Again, with this long lasting impact, the Jolly Green Giant's on the shelf right now. But that was invented by Leo Burnett and his, his team in, in, in the 50s. Um, so when you do it right, you really can make a lasting impact. And one of the ways to do it right is to know how others have done it right. Let's learn from the legends. Yeah, yeah. And they can handle a lot of the issues, that, um, we're, the issues that we're facing today. So that is definitely how I, how I try to wrap the workshop is to say, okay, we've learned about Leo Burnett and Mary Wells and other people. What does it mean right now? Right. What are some of these concepts uh, that, that we've gone over? What, how do they apply today? So that's the workshop, and and I am going to try to package it up for for um, you and your university University of Illinois uh, uh, at um, and also some others. So we'll continue to talk about that, and we'll see if I can bring it to students in a little different way. We would really appreciate that because students, you know, as well as mid level. Ad execs, we all need to hear about this, and uh, maybe just a refresher because we've learned about it in, in past classes. But it's always nice to rehear it. Okay. it. It was fun for me to dig and discover too. I've been at this for a long time, and there's a lot to learn. I'm sure. So, and then we also have some commonalities in interviewing people and breaking down stories of people that are in in, in the industry with your new book, correct? Yes, uh, it's it's called Ad Brains, and basically it's a collection of interviews that I've done over the last ten years on ad, AdPulp.com. So uh, it's a feature that's been running for a long time, the AdPulp interview. And uh, I've looked, I've gone back, and I've I've looked. What are the best ones? Okay, um, I've done some recent ones. And I'm also considering putting some in the in the book that have not appeared on the website um, to make the book even a little bit more valuable. But it, it should be a fun read because it's it's me, the journalist, walking people through um, a set of questions that that helps them to reveal their motivations and and their professional i won't call them secrets but but it's it's a good read for i think people who want a refresher on wow these are the people in the trenches really digging really doing this thing every day and i like what they said about how they overcame that problem or, or whatever it is so so i'm trying to get it out this month i'm i feel like i'm a little bit behind and it may take me until yeah. june um, but it will be out shortly. It's starting as an ebook, self-published, and then I'm going to take it to to print, uh, and we'll see if I can get some momentum behind the book and actually get a publisher eventually for it. Oh, I'm I'm super excited to read that. Um, that sounds a lot like this podcast's goal. Maybe not to that standard, but um, that, that's something that really, really interested me. Well, thank you. The the you know it's funny the 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 emerge uh, the legends, and and then um, it's it's a nice sort of pairing because the, the legends were the people who did this in the past, and then the ad brains the book are the people who are doing it now. Love that. I love that. 
David, thank you so much. Um, would you like to leave a final advice for our students out there today, our copywriters that are listening? Oh my goodness. Um, sure. There's so much to offer really on this. And, and so a develop a passion for the business um, because I think, I think when you have that, that driving passion for look, clients are paying me to express what's valuable in their service or in their product. It's not easy. It's a real, uh, project for a writer to to express all of these things the client wants to say, but do so artfully in a way that that opens people's eyes and their and their minds and possibly their hearts. Um, this is powerful, important work. So it, I my my suggestion is to see it that way and, and not to look at crap vertising, but to Seek out your favorite stuff and say to yourself, how am I going to achieve that? How am I going to get up that mountain? Because it's going to take time, effort, help. Um, and when you do, guess what? You're standing on top of the mountain. And no man was ever dropped at the top of the mountain. They had to climb their way up. Well, those heli skiers do that, but that doesn't count. No, no, that doesn't count. Those guys are awesome too, though. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, thank you so much, David. You're um, welcome. Thank you for this uh, chance to, to discuss advertising. You know I love it. You give everybody listening permission to reach out? Absolutely. Love David that. Byrne, dburn at adpulp.com. And please check out adpulp.com for our latest articles. And if you're interested in in writing for us and getting paid to do so, let's start a conversation. It's not for everyone. I'm kind of picky, but uh, we want high quality writers with, with some chops who can come in and do some reporting, right? Because we, we're doing reporting. So one of the things, I didn't mention this, but this is a good thing to kind of latch onto. In Chicago, there's a lot of events that, that Adpulp would like to cover, but I don't have anybody in Chicago to do that. So I would like to have somebody in Chicago to do that, that we could have, you know, an ongoing relationship with that. It's that type of thing that can develop with the right mix of people. Well, we definitely have people from Chicago land. Let's well, good. Well, thank, thank you. Gina. Appreciate it. take the time uh, to thank you all for listening and to thank David Byrne for being on the Breaking and Entering podcast. As well, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, my audio tech, and Buchan Jean, my uh, graphic designer for this show and creative director. Please, you guys, connect with David Byrne. This guy is amazing, and he's looking for writers on his publication, Adpulp, which you should be checking out on top of Adweek and Adage. This is called the Emerging Voices Project. Reach out to him at his email, which will be listed below. Um, and if you're a student, uh, you know, reach out to him and see if you can get that Ad Legends program at your school. I think this is really important for us to get a good baseline and foundation of the Legends 
if you're a writer, you're going to study Hemingway um, and Shakespeare. So we should be studying Leo Burnett, Hal Reine, and um, other advertising legends like Bernbach as well. So thank you so much for listening. Um, the next episode, I will be interviewing a famous professor.